Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Social Enterprise Alliance podcast. Today's guest is Stephen Clift. Recognized as a White House champion of change by President Obama, serial social entrepreneur Stephen Clift leads GoodCarts as a dynamic engine for change and engagement via e-commerce. GoodCarts is a cross-promotional network for sustainable and shop-for-good brands. Their new efforts are to boost underrepresented small businesses and their library of over 100 how-to articles and e-commerce for good online events gives social enterprises tools and resources to succeed. Welcome, Stephen, to the podcast. Well, hello, Stephen. Uh, we are so happy to welcome you to the podcast today. How are you doing today? I am excited to be here. I've had a great day, a great week. Good. Got over bronchitis, right? So, like, my happy new year has just started. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a that's a rough start, but I'm glad that you're on the mend, on the up and up. Absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. Good, good. Well, to start off with, we'd love for you to just share um, a little bit about you, a little bit of, more about Good Carts, if you want to share with our audience what it is that you do at Good Carts. Well, that's great. I, um, I'm on a second career, but it's really important to talk about my first career. So I, I'm all about technology for good. And I, back in 1994, actually helped create, with a bunch of volunteers, the world's very first election information website. I've been becoming a nonprofit called eDemocracy. I worked in state government and I was government by day and citizen by night, traveling the world, talking about this future with this great thing that the internet would bring to democracy. And I was the optimist, right? About all the positive things. And I subsidized my nonprofit with speaking and consulting. And then for 10 years I had grants. And then something happened in 2016, which kind of messed everything up, right? The whole idea of like building bridges across differences. We had had a, a team that went door to door, spoke 10 different languages, creating online neighborhood forums and low-income neighborhoods. But the whole right-left thing with the election of President Trump, people just weren't in the appetite. There was an appetite for, really for grants to support technology for understanding um, that I focused on. So I had to find the next big thing, right? And so, like, this kind of brings you to the good card story where I met with this guy named Chris Dykstra. He's this, like, serial entrepreneur, has his own software company, and he gave me this demo of this thing called good cards. I had told him that I needed a digital door knock for somebody else, right, and to help someone with their projects rather than just the things that I had started myself. And he showed me good cards, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this could work, right? And it was all about sustainable brands, connecting with each other, sharing their traffic uh, online in order to grow their customer base together. And I thought, well, this is a great way to use technology because it empowers people to vote with their dollars, right? And so every time you make a purchase, your values can matter, right? And here you can discover new exciting brands, plus the whole idea of collaboration. It's very different than uh, having us all bid against each other on Facebook ads or Google ads in order to reach the same customer. So it's pretty radical. That attracted me. And so that's how I got connected into good carts. 
Wow, that's so cool. So was Good Carts, it was something that kind of already existed, or were you the one that was building it? Yeah, I can tell you more about that. So I adopted Good Carts in its alpha stage. So okay. Chris Dykstra, having started a software company, you know, 20 years ago or so now, he had always worked with a lot of entrepreneurial kinds of projects and impact-oriented projects. Uh, he's a big uh, was involved with Social Venture Circle, which is now merged in with the American Sustainable Business Network, and so it was there, but it was on the shelf. So essentially, when it first launched, they built a the technology. They had some partners that were doing the outreach, but it was kind of all for equity. And the challenge was that the outreach to the brands just sort of burned out those partners. So Chris noticed it, that it just kept working. They had recruited like 20 brands in it, and it was just ongoing with you know, hardly any maintenance cost, if you will, right? And he was actually looking for the right person to come take it over. So I, he's given me an incredibly long leash in the sense that this is really, you know, we expanded from sustainable to shop for good. We created a whole framework we call circles. So basically based on themes. So we have a black owned circle in partnership with Operation Hope and Shopify. We have a BIPOC owned circle, which is obviously more inclusive, but we're actually looking to launch a Latino owned circle with right partners, an indigenous owned circle uh, with the right partners. And so the whole model there is like the mixture of sustainability and purpose driven brands combined also with basically how do you help underrepresented small businesses, the whole economic equity mission as well. But we also have Made in Minnesota. We're partnered with the Department of Agriculture here on a Minnesota grown and made circle. So that whole idea of doing both a Made in USA circle, which we do have, but also doing that state by state and finding sponsors then for different circles is part of our model as well. But yeah, so that it was there, it was started, but we've added three quarters of what it is now on top of what I came into four years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, and real quick question, just for our, our audience's clarity. So if you are a consumer, what is that experience like for you? Like, how does Good Carts play into your experience as a shopper? Yeah, well, everyone can go to goodcarts.co. The secret about Good Carts is that it's not a store. It's not a marketplace. In fact, you can't get to the discounts, right, at this point. The only way to get to the discounts is to earn them by shopping at one of our member stores. Nice. So actually, a couple of years ago, when we first launched our Shopify app, we worked with the Social Enterprise Alliance and the American Sustainable Business Network, and we, we had these newsletters where we went out to these stores and they joined up. So basically, the best bet is to roll the dice and buy from one of the Social Enterprise Alliance members because we have a dozen or more <laughs> members of your network that are part of us, right? So essentially, awesome. so imagine you go to, say, Farinita. It's a great fair trade uh, jewelry and accessory brand. And you make your purchase. When you get to the receipt, we have this little box we call the thank you banner. But in the receipt, this little box that says, thank you for your purchase. You've just earned an exclusive discount from other sustainable and social impact brands. Like us, they help power, or we help power good carts. And then you click on a little button. You first view like eight brands, and then you can scroll down. And there's actually dozens and dozens of, of offers. Now, you, you are only going to see currently the deals from the circle that you're from. So if you came from a black-owned business that joined the black-owned circle, you're going to see other black-owned brands. Made in Minnesota, other made in the Minnesota brands. And, uh, you know, obviously, we're, we're growing the inventory out. But right now, the biggest circle is the sustainable products one. Down the road, we may explore some direct access. Um, a lot of our brands actually don't offer discounts anywhere else. Wow. Um, a lot of them are um, do wholesale. And they also do a little what they call D2C, direct to consumer. But right. ultimately, they do not want to undercut their brick and mortar partners. 
with discounts in the wild. And so one of the creative ways that these wholesalers do D to C use us, uh, like HHP Lift, uh, one of your members, they yeah. actually focus their the, on their clearance rack. So there are a certain set of items. Maybe they're not being currently sold via wholesale. I can't speak to that specifically, but there are certain items that they like have designated with a deep discount. We don't normally say you have to have a deep discount. It could be like 10%, 15%. The key is that it's a little sweeter from good carts because I didn't tell you this yet, but it's free. Okay. Like Yay! it's free. Um, <laughs> and the reason it's free is that our member brands are contributing something incredibly valuable and that is their post-checkout traffic. So when I talk to brands, I say, are you interested in reaching conscious consumers in a buying mood with their credit cards still out? And I've added a new line <laughs> that are willing to shop from independent stores. Right. Yeah. So like, it's like the, everybody that's on our network is willing to shop somewhere other than Amazon. Right. You know? And so yeah. it yeah. really <laughs> gives an opportunity to get exposed. Now, one other thing as a consumer though, when you come through, you only get to pick one discount. So you can't, it's like pick all 20 or, you know, you, you pick one. And so the idea is to try to find the one that best matches your interest. And then you'll have like seven, 10 or 14 days to use it. And if you don't use it right away, we do send you a nice little reminder email. But if you want to get future emails from us, you have to opt in. Uh, actually, about a third of the people are saying, yeah, send me future discounts. So that's our other pitch, if you will, to businesses over time is that, hey, we're going to be growing an audience of consumers that do want to try new brands, try brands that make the world a better place, right? And so our ability there then will be to, we talked about like it's free, but one of the freemium options will be like, oh, you just joined us for free. That's great. By the way, how would you like to get emailed to 10,000 people today <laughs> uh, or in this week's digest to, in order to get some exposure? And so that's an idea that in part has come from our members. They want to figure out how to, uh, how to, you know, get out there more widely. And so we're listening to our members. We have a lot of webinars and meetups and we have talks like, well, so now that you've got the free service, you know, what can we build together that you'd be willing to pay for? And, and so that's the whole idea is that free traffic in, free customers back, I mean, free to us, right? And then free back to you. But then where can we bring in bonus traffic? How can we bring in other services? Anything that we can do to help you get a new customer is all about a win-win. Um, and so that's what we're working on. Yeah, that's awesome. That's the phrase that was running through my head too. Win-win. It really sounds yeah, like yeah. Grow together, wins. win together. That's our motto. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> Well, I love the framework that you guys put together in terms of uh, being free, right? And then also uh, providing real value to the consumer. One of the questions that I, that I have right now is, you know, how does one separate themselves onto a platform? So by having something like Circles, that certainly is a way that they can differentiate ourselves and really help us find those consumers that are the next level down of what they're looking for and meet them. But uh, at the same time, it's like, and, and this is a good thing, everyone on the site is doing something with impact and we want to highlight everybody, right? But sometimes when you get into that position, it's hard to highlight anybody. So how does a brand stand out in a marketplace, whether that's good cards or just in e-commerce in general? Yeah. So it's important to point out that we're not a marketplace in the sense that you can't buy directly from us. So we're sending you off to the Women's Bean Project when you claim their discount. But while it's a collaborative network, it's a competitive moment because we only let people choose one discount. You know, one of the key things is this. 
have really compelling photography and really highlight a popular product on your site. So ultimately, when stores sign up, they you know we have a Shopify app where we have a WooCommerce plugin. Yes, you can use this with Squarespace as long as you're on your own domain name. And if you're using PayPal checkout, it doesn't work either. But if you have your own domain name and your own receipt on your own domain name, typically you can work with us. And we say to the brands, product first. If it shows a bit of your impact as well with the photo, that's great. You can actually create more than one discount, and it'll just rotate in your slot for free. Uh, start with the photography, and then you could maybe put three or four discounts up there. Again, it just rotates. Figure out which ones work the best after a couple of months. I have found that it's not about the discount amount. Like, you could do 50% off for your clearance items, whatever. But a 15% coupon might work better. So it really is about, like, showing yourself off in a compelling way. But the thing there is that we do encourage you, say, for example, you do 10% off if you sign up for an email newsletter or 15% off if you sign up for an email newsletter. If the deal on good cards isn't slightly sweeter, so if it's 10, it's 15 on good cards. If it's 15, it could be 17 or 20% discount. If you don't do that, people have no reason to use it, right? You want to create that sense of like, oh, I better, I think you only can use it in the next week versus come back some other day. The reality is they'll probably never come back, right? Because they'll forget about it. And this guy, we do, we do the reminder emails if they don't, but it's, you want to have it be special. And because, I, well, here's, here's the loser in our system. It's Facebook, Google, and Amazon, right? So as long as Good Cards is cheaper than what it costs you to get a new customer out of the blue. We're not talking retargeting where you're sending your ads to people who have been to your site. We're talking about to get someone from completely out of the blue who's never heard of you before, to get them to come to your website and make a purchase. That costs a lot, typically, through yeah. traditional advertising, right? It's so much yeah. so that a lot of brands just don't even try, look at the smaller ones. But you need to if you want to scale, right? So if we can get you a new customer from out of the blue, whether it be for free, which obviously the core service does that, or even when we add some of the paid options, as long as it's less than $30, <laughs> You know, if you're doing it, you'd be like, if that was $10, you know, does, we have a new feature discount option. So like you can get it three times the size on desktop and first position on mobile. And then whoever is featuring gets rotated. It's kind of like our first part of the pro level. That's only $10 a month introductory price. Commissions could come back for that. We'll see. But ideally, we're going to end up happening is media partnerships. I want when you give a donation to a nonprofit site, I want to be able to go to that and actually Typically, the nonprofit donation sites are commercial. I want to go to them and say, hey, let's partner, and you can offer this. We can actually give you thematic discounts based on the issue area that your nonprofit works in, and then they can reward their donors with discounts at stores that help with that mission. And the idea there is that, yeah, I bet the nonprofit would love even a revenue share, right? You know, And we can create a win-win, and the stores can opt into that extra traffic. So now that we're approaching, we have around 500 members you know, in all of our different circles, and now that we have that critical mass, it's going to be better when we're 5,000, so sign up. But the key there is that we can, we've realized that having discounts based on a theme and then making them available in different channels, just the collection of discounts has value. And so we're looking for really creative ways to reward people for signing up for an email newsletter for a local media site and then feed in their local discounts as an example, you know. Uh, so anywhere where you can think about rewarding people post-transaction, we're all for it. That's awesome. Yeah, it is really creative and it's really interesting to hear about. And I know, you know, a lot of our members, some are already on good carts. And then, you know, I'm sure we have a lot that aren't yet. And we do have a good 
subsection of our membership that is focused in e-commerce, some direct-to-consumer, some um, wholesale. So this is just like a fascinating mechanism to hear about. I'm curious too, like it sounds like you're you're kind of really plugged into like the heartbeat of the e-commerce social enterprise and what they're looking for and what they're needing. So from your perspective, from these conversations that you've been having, what are some of the most pressing needs and the biggest challenges facing today's direct to consumer or wholesale social enterprise? Yeah. So the post-pandemic lull, <laughs> right? So because there was like, you know, three years of growth kind of all in three months or whatever it was, you know, the fact that we're holding steady or going down in some cases is really squeezing people, right? And so like, in some ways, there's certainly benefits from privacy enhancements and Apple's changes and things, but it's far more difficult to target advertising to people based on niches. And so you might say, oh, I don't want to be tracked across the internet. But folks before could you like market wiener dog steps to wiener dog owners, right? And that's a lot, a lot harder now. And so if you wanted to focus your marketing on people who love sustainable brands and are vegan and different things, like Facebook ads really allowed you to kind of do that. And now it's a lot more difficult. So that's one of the big challenges. Like, you know, how do you find those niche audiences? The other big challenge on the, on the wholesale front is like, oh gosh, you know, how much time do I really have to spend on figuring out advertising? So I was just talking to a, a great digital advertising firm that focuses on e-commerce brands for purpose. And, you know, their minimum is like 5,000 pounds a month, kind of like if you're spending that much, then you're going to be at the scale that you can begin to optimize and then, you know, put the lessons back in. But, you know, most of our brands are not there, right? You know, and, and some are in good cards, but a lot of them are smaller. Maybe they're doing $1,000 in ads a month. And so that seems to be like another one of the biggest challenges is like if you're not at the scale where you can like hire the right talent to do the ads and you're doing them yourself or you hired the wrong person and you feel burned. So that's kind of what we see is like just lots of, you know, concerns about what do you do next to scale because you're not quite big enough yet. And so, you know, we're interested in that space too. Like is, here's the secret, it's kind of, we are powered by your post-checkout traffic. So we have every incentive to do a webinar on the right topic, to add features that help you get new customers or refer you to consultants or other apps that help you get a new customer that works. And so if you know what works, you tell us because then we'll put in a blog post or we're doing a top 10 list of digital ad agencies that help purpose-driven e-commerce brands. Right? We've been scouring the net. We got like 20 in our bucket and like we've been trying to figure out which 10 are like the best. right? And so we do stuff like that because ultimately we want our brands to succeed and we also want partners right so folks that are agencies that can provide services and the more that they've baked in whether they're a one percent for the planet member or a, a b corp or social enterprise alliance member you know how are there ways that we can make sure that the talent that understands that impact matters that you know think of the, the gen z move too right i mean just in general how many of the new brands that we see emerging from younger people and younger millennials have a sustainability piece to them, right? It's just like, yeah. you know, and, and that really inspires people. And so let's figure out how to support the ecology. Yeah. that That is what I'm curious next too, is like, you know, how are the consumers continuing to shift their habits from seeing that you guys kind of have this data broad perspective? I would imagine that you can kind of speak to that a little bit as well. Just the consumers we know are going to continue down this trend of sustainability and wanting to see more out of the places that they purchase from. Are there continued shifts in their buying habits? 
uh, trends that you're seeing that are current as we are still entering inflation and economy and post-pandemic, all those things, what do you see on the front lines? Well, you know, if you search sustainable shopping statistics, you'll find a blog post actually from like four years ago that I wrote up where it was it, the subtitle is Liar, Liar, Sustainable Shopping Statistics on Fire. And the challenge there is that a lot of the surveys say, wouldn't you like to buy sustainable products? And then everyone's like, yes, yes. And then they ask the question, are you doing it now? And there was a, a folks in the and it was and it's like much lower. And there were some folks in the UK that did a survey and they said, Oh my gosh, only twenty percent of people are shopping sustainably now compared to the you know, the seventy percent that said they want to. And I said, actually, when I did that similar survey, it was only ten percent. So we just doubled <laughs> the percentage of people who actually say they're doing it today. There's a really good data source called the Sustainable Shopping Index by the NYU Stern Center for Sustainable Business. They have access to real-time data on sustainably marketed products. So somehow they have a database of the actual words on the packaging, and it's looking at both online and offline. And so I look at that every year when they come out, and basically what it showed is in the last uh, five years – over half of the CPG, so it's consumable products from grocery stores, uh, half of the growth is attributed to sustainable brands. And it's probably only stronger than that, right? So that's where I would go. If I were to look for today's stats, I would look to the NYU Stern people because it's not what people say. It actually measures what they do. And I think that's super important. Totally. Uh, one thing I'll also add is I am um, – even Mr. Beast, right? Jimmy, I forgot his last name, but the big guy on YouTube, he's found the right partners to launch a brand called Feastables, which are, you know, yeah. basically, you know, yeah. So like they've a, a line of snack bars, you know, uh, energy bars. Uh, and Jimmy, if you're listening, Mr. Beast, uh, I, <laughs> I am trying to basically say, what about Gen Z as producers, not just consumers to be sliced and diced? And so we have, you know, Coconut Whisk as a member of our Scoria, the yoga mat company. You know, these are all Gen Z or, or Zillennials, like, you know, on the cusp of brands started in, in the last few years by people who, you know, in their early 20s when they started them. And I've been asking the question, like, well, how do we better connect those brands to each other? Because a lot of them are purpose-driven. And I think that, you know, if Mr. Beast would help adopt his generation and say, you know what, it's great that I'm creating all these new brands, but, you know, how could I join Good Carrots and help feed a dedicated circle to support a whole new generation of Gen Z brands. That's one of my dreams. So, you know, we have circles, but I want more, you know, and I, I believe in supporting young entrepreneurship and we can cross-reference that with sustainability as well. That is so awesome. Yeah, love that. Um, another thing we're, I'm just kind of wondering too is you're talking about a lot of the people outside of the direct social enterprises that you're having conversations with. So what is out there? What resources do you recommend besides good carts for the e-commerce social enterprise that's looking to grow? Yeah. So if you go to goodcarts.co slash blog, you know, we've written a hundred articles. And so like every, wow. every month we're like looking for new things to point out, but there's a great list of like the 17, you know, sustainable retail, uh, and brand influencers, right? And we re I recently reshared that and a bunch of them didn't realize that they were on that list and they were all excited. But the key thing is we look for is we look for, in this case with those entrepreneurs, uh, and all, all of them are more experts, like, you know, the meta people that are helping the founders or, or the brand people. Um, they share a lot on LinkedIn or Instagram. 
So we really try to deep link into their LinkedIn profiles. So if you follow them, they actually are sharing advice along the way. So it's not just like kind of this black box of like, you know, fancy website, fill out this form, and then you can be part of the, the exclusive club that only did it. And then sure, there's a, there's a space for that. But I like the folks just give away good advice for free. And we also have goodcards.co slash podcasts. And we have two different listings. We have uh, like one of my favorites is the e-commerce master plan out of the UK. Chloe, I blanked on Chloe's last name, but on her podcast, she spent all last year focused on sustainability and e-commerce and is going deeper again this year. And she has another podcast on optimization. I don't remember the exact title, but the key there is like, there's some good e-commerce resources. You want to figure out how to win tactically, right? You know, all your advice is not just going to be purpose-driven. It's going to be like how to do a good email newsletter, how to use SMS text messaging in your outreach to your, your shoppers, you know, how to like better measure your conversions with your digital ads. I mean, there's a lot of tactical things. But we did also have a, an impact directory where you're listed, <laughs> uh, basically impact uh, in business podcasts. So we have about over like 30-something podcasts. And we specifically look for podcasts that are currently producing new episodes. And so uh, there's a lot of great advice out there um, and tips, you know, just kind of pop in there and uh, you'll find stuff every day on somebody that might give you a little inspiration. Uh, and I tend to be more of a tactical person in the sense I'm looking for folks that also tell you how, the how-tos, not just the why-tos. And uh, definitely, you'll definitely find some of those there. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's amazing. We'll definitely need to have everybody go check out those resources. Uh, of all of that, and you know, again, your fingers are on the pulse of this on a, on an active basis. What do you think? If you look ahead into digital world, you know, five years is the same as like forever, right? But what do you see as the future of e-commerce, especially for social enterprises? Is there one like kind of nugget that you see where this thing is all going? Isn't that a great question? So, <laughs> you know, I think it comes down to repeat purchases and building that relationship with your customer that has tried you once. So good cards can get you to somebody once, but it's up to you to get them to come back a second time. You know, your the events you, you, you're you at or getting on the shelf, how do you then get into people's lives, right? You know, and be a repeat purchase. I think that's, you know, in five years, the brands that have figured out how to have a slightly higher percentage of people that are repeat customers, they're the ones that are going to have a stronger foundation for growth. Because ultimately getting a new customer, no matter what the channel, even with a free service, it's still expensive, if you will, right? And so I think that's key. I think the other thing with social enterprises that is key, uh, D2C is nice, if you will, the digital side, and it, is, you know, it should be definitely part of your strategy. But it's still good to get on shelves, right? And so I think that people are, are you know, a little more realism in the sense that a good website and a good online store is also part of your marketing to the buyers, right? And to think about how people sample you online, potentially, you know, you have a good site, but then getting out of the shelves and expanding that, I think is something that is going to be important, you know, to go to the parade, go to where the shoppers are, and it's going to be both online and, and in person, definitely. Good stuff. Good insights. I'm, yeah, I'm, so good. I mean, I'm taking notes for me too, so. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, Stephen, this has been such an awesome conversation. Really, really fascinating to hear about the work that you're doing at Good Carts to support social enterprises and just to continue to introduce consumers to new businesses that are really doing incredible work. So that's just such an invaluable part of this ecosystem and this movement. So thank you for everything that you're doing. Well, well thank you. And you know, and for all the entrepreneurs that are listening, that's the most rewarding part of this job is getting on Zoom and talking to you guys, right? And hearing about your story and your passion. And you guys are a network of those kinds of entrepreneurs and those kind of organizations that really have built a product into their purpose and, uh, you know, made that blend. And that's the engine and you keep me going. And, you know, the more you grow, the more we grow and it's uh, all a win-win. So good. So good. Yeah. And for anyone who is wanting to get connected uh, with Stephen and with Good Carts, you can check them out at goodcarts.co. They're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Yep. Um, and be sure to also check out that blog page that Stephen mentioned with all those really fantastic resources. It just sounds really, really beneficial. Well, Stephen, thank you again so much for your time. Great. Thank you. Thank you.